by my bed Folded hands and tilted head I thank the Lord for my water and my bread Thankful to be a part of God's flock of chosen sheep Waking from my slumber while the world is still asleep Freedom loving Good evening, family. How's everybody doing tonight on our very first night of our time change, which will be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. We'll be doing it at 9 o'clock Eastern time, 
Mondays will still be the same because we got Jay Wu who will be doing the show before us on Monday. We'll be going after him. And then uh, Saturdays and Sundays when we go on for the Brothers in the Bible, we'll be at 8 o'clock as we usually do it on the weekends. Um, and we do have a weekend show this weekend. So just to let you guys know, Saturday, Jeff will be joining us um, for 8 o'clock on Saturday evening. And we got a special guest, uh, the uh, pastor that we were doing, or that uh, Angie was doing, or helping out with that little fundraiser, trying to get him the money for their printer. So he will be coming on with us as well on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to that um, that show. And we've got some other ones that are going to be lined up, coming up as well. So uh, Jeff was going to pop in with us today, but he is real foggy in the head. So he will hopefully be here with us tomorrow. But... We will have Jay Wu joining us here in a little bit. I know he's uh, got some prior obligations, and he'll be popping in here just a little bit. So once again, guys, our first 9 o'clock Eastern Time Kilted Christian, episode 533. I've called this one Signs of the Time, which we'll be going over after a little bit of news. So let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. All right, and as normal, we got some news because the news never stops and it's still some crazy stuff. Going to be going over a little bit more in detail about what we were talking about last night, dealing with the old Taylor Swift, the border, and all that neat stuff that's going around right here in our country. Hey, Hope, great to see you. And for all of you that uh, did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, God bless you. And I am so grateful that you were here with us, uh, especially for this earlier show. And I'm hoping that this uh, accommodates everybody a little bit more and I am not interrupting anybody's dinner. Um, especially those that are a little bit further west from us, who it's still a little bit early. So uh, first, we're going to go over a little bit of news. Um, I found this one yesterday. I meant to read this one, but we ran out of time last night. And this is a pretty interesting story. So this is uh, Buzz Patterson wrote this one right here. And this is goes back to... Uh, Old Bill and old Hillary, when they were uh, when when Bill was running the country, um, interesting stuff, and it, nothing here is a surprise. So it says, "Good evening, kids. Tonight, Buzz's bedtime story centers on Bill and Hillary. Pour a beverage, cuddle up, and read along. We were on our way to Washington D.C. fundraising event one night as the motorcade pulled into the hotel loading dock area. I knew it was going to uh, I was going to be a bad night when I noticed that the Clintons back and forth." Um, in the limo. They were animated and arguing in the back seat and taking their time. So after a very pregnant pause, the president, the first lady, two secret service agents, the White House doctor, and I crowded into a loading dock elevator on our way to the party on the top floor of the hotel. So apparently Miss Clinton had just received some bad news about the Whitewater investigation and being denied immunity, and she was blaming it on her husband. So as soon as the elevator doors closed, she exploded at the president, spewing four-letter words like a machine gun. Every vulgar word you, you've ever heard, and I've heard them um, all as a vet, poured from her mouth. GD, you bastard. It's your effing fault. And on and on and on. So I and the football tried to blend into the walls of the elevator to avoid any collateral damage. I noticed the alarmed glances of the agents and the doctor. We were along with the, we were just along for the ride. So Bill looked like a beaten puppy. He put his head down and he said, yes, I understand. Yes, dear. I know the president embarrassed placated her at best. Um, he could between the volleys of, of expletives. He knew better than to fight back. 
We reached the top floor and the elevator's door opened onto a crowded hallway for their arrival. Immediately, Bill and Hillary clasped hands, pulled out their fake smiles, and waved in unison. Same old BS. The agents, the doctors, and I just looked at each other and we all sighed. It's not a surprise, man. And I tell you, I went through and I was reading some of the comments. Um, I always like to read you what the comments are coming from the people. And uh, everyone's asking, you know, well, why did Hillary stay with Bill? It's uh, My question is like, why did Bill stay with Hillary? You know, I mean, neither one of them are good people. Neither one of them are likable. But at least Bill's like somewhat more likable than Hillary. Hillary's like not likable in the least bit. Um, and the thing is, we all know why she stayed. She stayed because she was promised a presidential spot. She stayed so that she could utilize Bill to gain more power. And reading this reminded me of something a while back that uh, Q had dropped. And it's something that I hadn't thought about before because, you know, what do we see in politics? We see some women in politics, but the majority of what we see, especially our president and so forth, they're all men. Um, but Q said to watch the women. And I'm like, well, why would we watch the women? Well, the women have a lot more power in many cases than the men do. So the question is, is who really wears the pants in that family? Was it Bill or was it always Hillary? I believe that it was always Hillary. Um, the problem, the thing about the women, same thing with uh, um, Barbara Bush and a lot of the other women to these presidents, is that the women actually have more power than the men do. While everyone is looking at the men because the men are in the forefront, the women are just looked at as wives of the president or wives of the congressman or wives of the senator. So no one ever pays attention to what they're doing. So the women are actually allowed to get away with more behind the scenes because they're not the focal point like the men are. So um, it made a lot of sense. Um, and now when you go back and you look at uh, the different females in people's lives, um, the politicians' lives, Big Mike, thank you, um, Ryan Howard, exactly. Big Mike is a great example of that. The women, Pamela said it perfectly. I was going with that. The women are all the handlers. Um, it's no different than uh, than Valerie Garrett, who is uh, the handler of Obama. So we think that Obama is the one that has the the power, the one who's running the show right now. And Obama may be running the maybe running the Biden, but um, Valerie Jarrett is the one who is running Obama. And Valerie Jarrett hasn't always been a Valerie. I think she was probably like a Rob or something at one time. But but in all seriousness, um, the female or the male playing Valerie Jarrett was actually Obama's best friend back in um, back in the day when he was over in the Middle East. And there's some photos of those two sitting next to each other. And if you if you really put the side by side of his old male friend next to Valerie Jarrett, you can see that the the thing that we see as Valerie Jarrett now is actually um, his old male friend. So um, craziness, they're all the handlers. Like I said, we're, we're paying attention to the men. We're not paying attention to the women. So how else is, what what other examples other than the, the big ones that we notice, like the big mics and the Hillary's and so forth that we see going on around here? Well, something got brought to my attention today. Um, I've talked about it on the show before. But I never quite looked at it this this way. So um, Fetterman, we all know Fetterman. Remember, Fetterman was the one that had that uh, that had that stroke, and uh, he was a hardcore Democrat doing stupid Democrat things. Um, nobody liked him. We were wondering how the heck he got to be a senator <clears throat> in our country, especially because the guy could barely keep a sentence together. And then all of a sudden, we have this guy out there right now who's playing the part of Fetterman, um, even my mother, every time, every single time, every single time she sees uh, John Fetterman, 
she says that doesn't look like the same guy, you know? So when my mother who is like, you know, in her mid seventies is literally out there pointing this stuff out. That doesn't look like the old Biden. That doesn't, it, it shows you that people are starting to wake up and they're actually starting to realize what we didn't before. And that's the fact is that we're being deceived. So who is playing the new John Fetterman? So I ended up doing a little digging today. And uh, like I said, cause the guy doesn't look the same. He actually sounds really coherent now. And everything that uh, John Fetterman has been saying for the last three months has been more conservative than Democrat, because remember he was like hardcore progressive, throwing out his crazy ideology or you know ideologies, and all of a sudden now he's starting to sound um, a little bit more like we're talking. So I'm like, did they just exchange this guy? So I went through, and I'm like, okay, well, whatever happened to his wife? So you remember the um, there was his wife was from Brazil, and as I was digging in a little bit further into her, I found out that her father was an actual one of the big politicians over in Brazil. So I'm sure it wasn't a coincidence that she contacted Fetterman. Um, she was ultimately, like a great Papa Steve says, his wife is really running things. Um, and I agree with that 100%. She was his handler. And I think that he was supposed to go in and then she was going to end up taking his spot. And a lot of people had talked about this because we didn't think the guy was going to live. And all of a sudden, like I said, this new guy comes out. Sounded way more like a conservative. Sounds nothing like he did before. And now his wife is AWOL. So remember when he went last time he quote went into the hospital, um, her and her kids ended up going on a quote vacation and uh, disappeared. Exactly, Suski. She was a honeypot. Um, so I'm like, well, whatever happened to this woman? So I, I go and I start digging in today and everything that she had um for the majority of her social media has been removed um it you know no longer available and so forth the couple of uh social media platforms that are still up she's listed now with single and there's zero pictures of whatsoever with her and fetterman or even fetterman by himself it's almost like there was never a relationship and this never existed and never had kids together anything so um so here's what um somebody has suggested was was fetterman replaced or was Fetterman freed was Fetterman put into a position that he didn't want to be in and now he's been freed from that position so he's playing ball um with us and since she is no longer going to be a replacement or she's been removed from the picture um has she just gone AWOL and gone back to her country um like I said the females are all the handlers and I'm, and that's a good question was he relieved um of of his handler or was he just a replacement and i'm going to be digging into this more because i am curious to see where this goes but it is interesting enough that like it's it's almost like she is bit by bit being erased from the map like she never even existed um i love this meme that i came across today once again i have to explain it to you since you can't see it but um it's a dog sitting at um sitting in court and it's got the jury in the background so the dog is being tried and it says this doesn't look good. And the jury is made up of a mailman, a bone, a newspaper, a fire hydrant, a toilet, a tree, a cat, a squirrel. Um, what a great meme. This meme right here sums up exactly what our, our system is like. Um, we have no fair justice any longer. They will take in jurors that will not fix um, the problem that are basically going to go just like they would Trump. They'll, they'll get 12 jurors in there that are absolutely anti-Trump. Um, at the very least, what they did was they wouldn't let anybody on the jury that voted for Trump. So that's how they they, they scammed this. Um, this last one with the uh, Ejean Carroll um, in particular. Twelve juries, twelve jury members up there, and they refused to allow anyone who voted for Trump because that would have been considered unfair. But we live in a world right now where if you didn't vote for Trump, you probably hated Trump. So they 
somehow figured out a way to get these 12 jurors in there um, without saying, hey, we just uh, hired a bunch of people that hate Trump. All they did was they just made sure that nobody that liked Trump was on there, which meant everybody up there were Trump haters. So um, pretty sneaky move, but this is the country we live in right now, um, two-tier justice system. Uh, next, we got uh, old Biden thinks that Donald Trump is the sitting president. So listen to this clip right here. Biden's an idiot. That American consumers are facing real confidence in their economy we're building. Let me tell you who else is noticing that. Donald Trump. Did you see what he recently said about that he wants to see the economy crash this year? A sitting president. They say in my faith, bless me, Father. Sitting president, huh? So even our uh, resident in chief is out there declaring that Trump is the sitting president. And uh, he wants the economy to crash. Trump doesn't want the, well, actually, we all want the economy to crash. It'll be a good thing all around. AJ Wu, are you here? I'm here, brother. Hey, How you doing? I'm doing great, brother. It's great to see you. You want to say hello to all of the family out here? Hey, beautiful family. I sure love you guys. Well, it's great to see you, man. And I, I'm thanking you for coming on here because I reached out to you a couple hours ago and uh, you were like, yeah, I got plans, but I will pop in, man. And it's always a blessing to have you here with us. How was your day? It was good. <clears throat> you know, nothing exciting. Just a lot of, uh, a lot of short videos and uh, exchanging uh, memes with you. And Oh, you had me laughing, man. The, uh, the bad <laughs> lip reading Star Wars edition, man. That's what he was sending me today. And I was like literally cracking up. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that, man. We all need good laughs, you know, so I, I sincerely appreciate you sending me those. Yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling kind of, well, I'm on my phone tonight because I didn't have time to get to gyms, but I'm, I'm kind of getting spoiled with the podcast equipment, I got to say. Oh, so that's... anyway, I can't send chat, unfortunately. Oh, that's all right, but... man. Well, we got you right here. So um, I will, if anyone says anything to you, I will read the chat to you. Okay, especially the bad ones. Well, I, oh, this one right here good. says, oh, great, Jay Wu's here. I hate that guy. Why do you have him on your show again? Um, <laughs> that must have been Matt. <laughs> actually, Matt's not here. Um, what? <laughs> I don't see Matt and Hev in here. He must have forgotten that our show was earlier or he's still napping. Yeah, he, he napped through uh, my podcast yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it, it happens. If we all yeah, need, he's pretty good nappy napperson. We all need a good nap every now and then. I'll tell you right now, man, you want to see some impressive, and I, I don't know if Moon will sit here or not. I, I saw one of the most impressive things earlier. So I'm sitting down. Um, just, you know, Moon Wolf works his butt off, and he's one of the hardest workers I've ever seen in my life. Like, the guy just, yep. it's insane. He'll go to work, work, like, labor all day, and then come back and start, you know, chopping wood for, you know, trailer and stuff like that. He helps me a lot around the house. Hard worker. So, obviously, when he comes home, I make dinner every night. Um, and then he'll take a quick little nap, um, you know, before, you know, he gets into uh, his computer work and he was napping. And then my dog started barking at the front door. Cause I guess the wind moved the door and he started barking. He woke up dead out of a nap, sat straight up with his hand on his gun. <laughs> like I was so impressed, man, because, uh, like even in the dead of sleep, he is conscious enough to like reach over, grab his gun and be ready for whatever's coming through that door. Nice. Pretty awesome. 
Yeah. Well, you know, that dude's pretty fit, I got to say. Oh, he is pretty fit, but um, I'm cooking all this uh sweets, and my mom's making the cookies, and he was like, man, I'm starting to get love handles again. And I told him, <laughs> well, that's okay, because when the economy crashes and the world falls to crap, we'll be eating beans and rice, man. You're going to be as thin as an Asian. like. <laughs> He'll, he'll be needing to feed off those love handles, maybe. Exactly. My mom always jokes because every time she opens up our pantry, she goes, man, we've got a lot of rice and beans. I'm like, you can <laughs> you make jokes all you want to. There's one day you're going to be like, I'm so glad you got all these rice and beans. Right. Yeah, I've got uh, a bunch of, you know, quart jars and stuff full of rice and beans ready to go. Nice. Just, just need to get them wet. Yep. I got loads of that. Got some ramen noodles um we had like loads and loads of bottled water um but we moved uh moving companies won't allow you to move anything that's liquid Hmm. so i had to leave literally like three cases of huge things of bottled water behind in texas um but now we've got the cisterns up so uh all four of our cisterns we've had so much rain they're all completely topped out right now so looks like we'll be boiling some water if it comes down to it right yeah, you know, I want to get one of those distill distillery things and make distilled water. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, I I'm um. There's gonna be a point where I end up building just like a filter. You know, the little multi sage um sand and moss filters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then well, we'll uh... I mean the the distilled water has a um a lot of qualities, like for making you know. Um, MMS and things like that they require distilled water <clears throat> and you know you can make booze too and or alcohol for sterilization oh yeah for, that's what, for sterilization that's what I'm to... <laughs> <laughs> I do I do um, and I'm not a I'm not a big drinker I mean I can't I'll be honest with you I can't even remember the last time I had a pint it's been a while long enough to where I can't remember the last time I had a pint um, but right. I would love to learn how to make a, a stout. I mm. want I want to make mm. a blueberry oatmeal stout. This has been something I've wanted to do for years and years and years. And if I could figure out how to make a non or low alcohol content um, blueberry oatmeal stout, man, I'm on top of it. I I think that's you know I don't I don't know much about brewing beer, but um, I think that's just a matter of how long you let it sit. So. You can get all the flavor in there without getting much alcohol if you, you know, I'm sure there's a recipe out there. Well, Mary Allen says I've made it. So I'll be reaching out to Mary Allen, figuring out how to do it. Um, <laughs> like I, I just, I, I would be, I would love it, man. If Guinness would come out with a non-alcoholic Guinness, um, I would love it. I mean, but I'm also one of those people that can sit down and drink a pint, not feel the need for another pint. Um, like I said, it's been a long, long time since I've even had a, a beer. So. Right. But, you know, given your heritage, dude, I don't think that's something that will ever come to pass. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm like the worst example of a Scott. Like my dad, every time I go there, he's like, he pulls out the single malt scotch, you know, and I just pretend to drink it. Um, You know, it's not that I don't enjoy a good single malt scotch. I absolutely do. But I'm just not a fan of like to me, I think like especially liquor is a poison to me. Like, I don't know if I'm allergic to it or what, but it, I just, it makes me feel worse and it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Now I will yeah. drink it to do what uh, Steve says. I need to sterilize the inside of my body. Um, <laughs> here we go. I, I'm not, I, I'm not drinking. I am killing parasites. 
That's right. Although I wonder, you know, since they promote alcohol so much, it's got to have, well, who knows anymore, man? I'm so. I just go back to what everybody says. They used, they call them spirits for a reason. Right. You know? um, right. And they, I'm with Kit Cash. He says, I get headaches real bad. I get headaches. I just, and, and another thing too, is that alcohol, my body absorbs the sugar and, mm. you know, so it doesn't help me sleep. It, it right. actually wires me out. I, I have never, I, I don't know how people use alcohol for sleep. Cause even if I do crash hard, I don't feel rested and, you know, I kind of feel like crap the next day. And then that's, that's not even if I, you know, that's like if I got a mild buzz on or something, I, I don't like alcohol. It's, it's not, it's not much fun. I mean, every now and again, it's, it's fun to just get a buzz on and laugh and, you know, <laughs> dial back the angst and whatever, but it's very rare anymore. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, and that's good though. Like I said, it's just one of those things that you naturally kind of pull away from. You know, right. Little Red, great to see you tonight. She says my husband says he's allergic to tequila because it makes him break out in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Little Red, love you, girl. I know. So, you know, and I'm glad she's here with us tonight. She, she, her ears are still working. She, she had her final eye surgery today. So, God bless you. I'm so glad that uh, you got over that. And I'm so thankful because, like, she's got a, she got an amazing husband who's been there um, cooking for taking care of her being, being her eyes right now. So um, that's awesome. You know, I'm thankful that uh, little red's here tonight. Yeah. Amen. We'll have to pray her up. Yeah. Fortunately, this show is a audio show, so she didn't have to worry about seeing it. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking pretty rough today. I don't know about you, brother. Oh no, I'm looking pretty rough. Look at this, man. I mean, come on. I always look rough. I don't, I don't pretty up very well. If I was to dress uh, up in like a tuxedo, I'd still look rough. If it, if it weren't for my eyes, I don't think people would have much use for me. <laughs> right. Man, you're so wrong. As I told you earlier, the day you were born was a blessing to everyone right here. The same thing you said to me. I mean, look, it's mutual. <laughs> right. Well, I didn't say I wasn't a blessing. I just said, you don't probably want to look at me. Oh man, you're beautiful. Everybody knows it. Ugh. Oh, shit. Stop it right now, or stop it some more. <laughs> hey, um, dude, you, I, I don't, I think you're, I'm, I, you're the, you're the loser here because you've got to look back at me, man. And like I said, is I'm, I'm always rough. I look like a Robertson from the Duck Dynasty. <laughs> oh, you know, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> and th those are my, those are my relatives too. So really? Oh yeah. Yep. Well, you, you need your own line of duck call, dude. I know. I've never hunted. I know I'd probably be like, they'd be like, you're, you're not related to us. There's no way you're related to us. You could call it a dunk call. Hey, they're perfect. There we go. And then I'm going to have to start hunting. I already got your brand for you. Awesome, man. I'm going to write this down, man. I'm going to get this uh, trademark tonight and I will give you <laughs> your cut. There we go. Uh, I don't need a cut, man. <laughs> well, br <laughs> brother, um, we got, uh, um, some some news that we're going to go over, and then we're going to get into our topic. So the topic that I chose tonight was signs of the times, and and you know I've got some stuff that I'm going to read, and then we'll kind of go back and forth about that. Um, sure. So pre warning for all of you people with the sensitive ears. Um, I'm going to play this clip real quick, and it's got a lot of language in it um, of a guy talking about what the heck are you doing with our tax money. Um, the reason <laughs> I chose this is because I'm hearing a lot of this, and I can't. I mean, of all the ones that I've heard, 
Every one of them is just cursing up a storm. So there's no like censored version of this. Um, but I've seen five videos that are roughly the same exact thing. So I'm going to play this video and then I'm going to have this little conversation with you about what the heck is going on right now. This guy's hmm. talking about our taxes. Once again, language warning. Yeah, ignore the stress pimples on my face, but this is a message to our U.S. government. What the fuck are you bitches doing with our taxes? I'm not the only person that's talking about this, so I'll ask it again. What the deep fried fuck are you bitches doing with our taxes? Because every year that I file, and I do mean every year that I file, I at bare minimum $1,000. <laughs> bare minimum a stack from you. This year I owe you bitches money. How? <laughs> Better question. Do you really think for one second that I'm going to give you motherfuckers a dime after y'all steal money out of my paychecks without my fucking permission every week? What's the matter? Is that not enough for you? You need more from me at the end of the year? <laughs> you better you better start sucking some deep fried donkey dick because you'll get more out of it than you will out of me. I promise you that. Yeah, I'm not sending you motherfuckers a dime. <laughs> Why? So you can send it to other countries that do nothing to help this country? You fucking crooked politicians aren't for the American people. I'm not giving y'all shit. <laughs> Put that in your pocket. Save it for later because you're going to. Yeah, so I mean, he he's right. Now, this is literally in the last couple of days. I've come across like five of them. They're all. This is actually the the one with the least cursing in it. Um, but he's pissed off, just like all of us should, because a, um, we're supposed to be represented. That's why we pay taxes, so that we be represented by our country. But we're not being represented by our country. Matter of fact, our country is representing everybody but the citizens of our country. So, what do these five videos that I have pulled off on these last couple of days have in common? Is that every one of them said, I pay taxes every year. They've all had the same job. They've had the same pay. And for some reason, every other year, they end up getting like $1,000 back. And this year, everyone's having to pay like five to um, seven to $1,000 for the taxes. They usually get 1000 back. And every one of them this year are having to pay 500 plus in taxes. <laughs> I know what's up. Uh, yeah, br bring it forward, man. Like I, I, well, I bet it's all those you know other people, not me, of course, but all those other people who aren't paying their taxes. Because I'm a good, honest, you know, citizen who who pays his taxes every chance. I prepay my taxes because you know. I love our government and, and what they do for us. <clears throat> you know, I'm thinking about, you know, just getting the sex change benefit just because. You may as well. And then go down to the border, yeah. cross over and take yourself a good vacation while you're at it. Right. No. And <clears throat> yeah, I, I, the tax thing is absolutely cuss worthy. Anyone talking about how upset they are about the taxes or anything in regards to taxes who isn't cussing. There's someone to keep your eye on. No, nah, exactly. Um, you know, so obviously if people are paying, I, I don't, I'm right there with David S not getting anything from me. Um, I refuse at this point. I don't care what happens to me. I, I just, I would feel better sitting in prison knowing that I'm not, you know, paying for drug and, and child trafficking and, and all right. the other evil things they use. I mean, right now we're, we're being put into a spot of like incarceration or integrity, which one's more important. Well, um, integrity ultimately, because God isn't going to care if you were in jail doing the right thing, but he will care if you were doing something which is against what he asked you to do. So kind of in this spot right now, and I'm seeing a lot of people, same thing. Um, 
And I know a lot of people are, are avoiding this. A lot of people ask me the same thing. Well, how do you not pay taxes? Well, the very least, you know, they're going to pull them out of your check, but you also have the ability to go into your W2, W4, go in and change what they take out per week so that you right. will owe at the end of the year. And then you just don't file. Um, what gets right. most people in trouble is that they file and they don't pay. Mm-hmm. And I, I claim, I think I claim three. And they're still taking a pretty healthy chunk out of my paychecks. Yeah. But, I, you know, I figure if I don't sign a piece of paper saying I agree to pay them money that I don't owe them, um, you know, come what may. But, yeah, I mean, I was lying about, you know, being a good tax citizen. Because, yeah, screw that. I mean, we are living taxation without representation no, 100%. for a long time. You get what you pay for. Would you walk into a car dealership and hand them $20,000 and walk away without a car? No, because you nope. want to get something for the money that you're giving to them. And, and it's the same thing with our representation. We pay taxes so that they listen to what we have to say, and then they represent us, which they are not doing in any form. All they do is absolutely lie. And I've got so many examples coming up here in clips of how bad these people are at lying. Um, oh, it's ridiculous. So, Sorry, I didn't mean it. Oh, no, we, we all need to get on the same page at this point. Like I said, it's going to take millions of us all coming together. But we're being pushed to that. Um, matter of fact, there, I mean, who knows what's going to happen between now and April. You know, it, it, April 1st, right, is when taxes are usually at. Um, and the same so, thing is like my mother, uh, she's retired. She doesn't know if she has to, you know, deal with us any longer or not. Um, nonetheless, she hasn't gotten everything that she should have gotten. And remember, we're supposed to have everything for taxes by the 20th of January. And, you know, she still hasn't. So even there, um, Sunshine Girl says, what happens if you don't file? Um, you're better off not filing than filing and not paying. If you file yeah. and you don't pay, you're on their radar. If you don't file, um, they've got to like literally be looking for you, right? At that point, and and if you're if you're poor, living hand to mouth, you're on the bottom of their list. Exactly. Um, but they're but knowing this administration, they're probably working on changing that, which is why it's important to get out and vote in the election that we will never see. Um, right. <laughs> I think that's right. Um, so I was talking last night about old Taylor Swift. Um, so I'm going to, I found the clip that I wanted to play for you last night that I talked about. Um, I found the clip. I went through and dug it up last night. So I'm going to play this clip for you real quick and then we'll get into this conversation. I had the chance to purchase my music outright. My entire catalog was sold to Scooter Bronze Ithaca Holdings in a deal that I'm told was funded by the Soros family, 23 Capital and the Carlisle Group. All right. Play that one more time. I had the chance to purchase my music outright. My entire catalog was sold to Scooter Bronze Ithaca Holdings in a deal that I'm told was funded by the Soros family, 23 Capital, and the Carlisle Group. Yeah, so um, Mary Allen says it perfectly. She is a slave. Um, so what happened? This right here, that, that little clip that you just heard, happened in 2019. So that was uh, some years back that that actually happened. Um, so I'm going to go through and I'm going to read you a list that I put together of what transpired from that time to today. So four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit pitched NATO about turning Taylor Swift into a social influence asset. Okay. Four years ago. 
So they're calling us conspiracy theories for saying this right now. And once again, four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit pitched NATO about turning her into a social influence asset. In 2019, George Soros bought her entire music catalog. In 2020, she came out as a raging liberal and a Joe Biden supporter after previously being politically neutral. She was always, and you guys can go back and, and verify this, go back and watch anything before 2020, and she stayed out of politics, period. Didn't want to get involved in it. Um, in 2023, um, her Eras tour ranked in higher revenue than the GDP of 50 countries, okay? Her traveling circus raised more money than the entire amount of money that 50 different countries make. Keep that in mind. In 2023, she helped register over 35,000 new voters with a single Instagram post. And now she's dating a Pfizer and Bud Light agent in the NFL, the most watched live sport in America. Even the New York Times wrote a story on how Biden is courting her for an endorsement and how he wants her to appear on stage with her. Um, and you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to put it all together. You just have to be paying attention. And so that's a, a line, a, a guideline of what's taken place over the last couple of years. So once again, I go back to what she just got done saying about all of her musical catalog being purchased by Soros. And all of a sudden, she becomes one of the biggest Democrat agents out there um, pushing for Biden election. Well, so tell me, she's not, not a slave. Yeah, go ahead. Pushing for Satan. Yeah. Well, she she is. Um. Moonwolf and I were discussing this the other night, and she's not she's not a good singer. She's not beautiful. There's nothing that would make her stand out. There's some look. You want to like Amy Lee from Evanescence? That is a voice. You know what I'm saying? And, and she doesn't get the popular, but that woman can can sing. All right. There's so many talented musicians out there that don't get the time of day, and that have some of the greatest voices or or some of the greatest. A music writing talented. So Little Red says she is a he. And I'm, I don't know, I've, I've wondered that a couple of times. I, I wonder that about a lot anymore. But um, yeah, the more I look, I, I kind of see her as being a little bit manly. So what puts her above everyone else? Like I said, she was created. She wasn't, mm -hmm. um, she didn't become popular because of her great musical and entertainment talents. She was created to be what she is. And I honestly think that she's more than just an entertainer. I think she's probably like a witch or a head witch or something. I think she's more than just a slave to the system. Well, and I saw, uh, someone had, you know, a TikTok on her where they were pointing out that there's like one of her songs where it's all about witchcraft. So very yeah. well could be on target there. You see and, in concerts, they're all, they're like, they're all like a witch incantations. Right. And so, I mean, so many musicians, it's like, I hardly listen to music anymore, you know, which stinks. Cause I, I, I really, you know, there's a lot of bands I liked and, uh, and now it's like, you can't you can't listen to anybody because it's all they're all spewing some sort of propaganda or oh, no, demonic no, stuff. Totally, I found this uh, this guy on TikTok who goes over songs from the past and kind of shows you know he's like you know just imagine if Satan wrote this, you know what I'm saying? It's like basically saying you can see Satan's influence in these songs and and you go back and you listen to them, you're like, 
you're like, holy moly. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's amazing what you don't notice until you kind of get into the perspective. Um, let me uh, pull this up real quick and I will, uh, I wonder if they have like a whole gang of songwriters for these people or are these people writing their own songs? I think they're, they're, I don't know. It could go either way, but one way or the other, they're probably influenced by, you know, Satan in some way. So this is one right here. And okay. I'm going to read this to you. All right. Now the, the official story is this was written about a girl that the guy broke up with. This is Tom York and Radiohead. All right. This is the song mm. Creep. This is the lyrics to the song Creep. Okay. Okay. Now I want you to, I'm going to read some of these lyrics and I want you to listen as if this was written by Satan. Okay. It says, when you were here before, couldn't look you in the eye. So he was, this is, this is referring to um, Satan and Christ in the desert. All right. You're, okay. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry. You float like a feather in a beautiful world. I wish I was special. You're so effing special. But I'm not a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. This is all about Satan's journey from heaven to earth. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't care if it hurts. I want to have control. I want a perfect body. I want a perfect soul. I want you to notice when I'm not around. Um, yeah, so, but this guy went through and broke a whole bunch of different songs down and I was, you have a tendency, like I said, to look at them completely different when you right. look at them. Yeah. And I love these songs too, but, but like I said, he goes, take it and, and read this as if it was written by Satan. And then he played, um, it wasn't stairway to heaven. It was another like cashmere, one of the songs. Um, and they went through and then reversed it and, and it's crazy. And I don't understand how this works. You know, Nathan and I had a conversation. I figured this one out. Is how you can play a song forwards and make it sound like normal words and then reverse it and it makes another or it and then it still has a meaning when you reverse it. Right. Well, it's like those Beatles songs back in the day. Um I forget which ones they were, but yeah, I mean they've been doing that forever. Oh yeah, they had beat um Revolution Nine. Um, yeah, there you could go back, especially like the Beatles. Beatles had all kinds of like crazy stuff like hidden within their music. Um, yeah, and, and I always say, you know, it's not even that you have to play a lot of this stuff backwards. You can play it all forwards, and and you get a meaning if you just pay attention to the lyrics. But the problem is that you know when we listen to music when we're younger, we just assume that they're singing about a girlfriend or an ex boyfriend or something like that. We just we don't wrap our brains on the fact that you know this is like meant to deceive us and and you know influences somehow right yeah yeah you think oh it's you know these are people who have musical talent who want to entertain other people with their talents and and you know and song has always been um you know a, a way of rejoicing you know with god and and praising him and you know and now now and now they just blatantly you know they don't have to you don't have to play it backwards to hear them you know, do incantations or worship Satan because they're right out front. Oh, they, dude, they don't even hide anymore. Like back in the day, you'd have like an Ozzy Osbourne or something and, and everybody be focused around them while they're not right. noticing that, you know, some of the bands that we thought were wholesome, like are the exact opposite of wholesome. Right. It's, 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 it's nuts. And I wish, well, and I know there's some, some good, 
Christian music out there. And I, I guess, you know, um, <clears throat> DJ Shaw's turned me on to some good stuff and, and, uh, Flightworks Mary's, she's got some great musical taste. She's, she's thrown some music my way. I just, I don't know why I struggle with getting into it. Maybe it's because I listened to all the, the secular music for so long. It's, it's hard to I'm, tune my ear to something I, I, wholesome. I'm the same way. Like every now and then, like I'll get a Daryl Boyer or something and I'm just like, oh, I love it. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, I can't get into it. And I hate the fact that I can't because it's good, wholesome music. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's the same thing when I go to church. Um, and I've got no problems with the churches that, you know, have their worship or whatever they call it with the music. Um, mm -hmm. I just, when I go to a church, I don't want to hear music. I want to hear scripture. Right. You know, and, and a lot of the, the churches that I went down in Texas, it was it was almost all like musical worship and then like a 15 minute sermon. It's like, look, you know, mm -hmm. I appreciate the music, but I want to hear I want to hear, you know, you talk about God for a while. Right. You know, and I, I kind of feel the same way about worship music when they went to church. But there were times and there were certain worship um, musicians that really did a good job and really got me into it. And they were the ones that, that didn't make it a big spectacle about themselves, but everyone could sing along and, and have their voice heard and, and be a part of the of the worship. Like I've also been to churches where it's such a big production, you know, you're you feel like you should listen and not sing along. Yeah. If that makes sense. And when when well church should be about everybody, you know, and and I guess I'm getting all a little off topic, but like with with our prayer group every morning um you know church and our prayer and all that stuff should be corporate like i i really love the discussions like we're having now you know where where people's other people's viewpoints besides just the pastors you know have the sermon but then let's let's sit and talk about it let's all let's 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 chew on and digest yeah. that that whole message that we just had, you know, a hundred percent. Like if, if I was to ever have my own church, um, that's how I'd like to do it is, you know, have a sermon, have a conversation. And like I said, I got no problem with, with the musical worship and so forth. You know, I, I just prefer the sermon. Um, but you know, people point out, you know, right here is that, you know, it opens up the heavens, you know, Jesus mm -hmm. did, or they asked us to sing his praise, you know what I'm saying? So that makes sense. I grew up, uh, when I went to church, um, when I was younger, and I like this, I prefer this. I grew up Methodist, um, so I don't know how many Methodists are, are out here, but it—it's not like the uh, the more like rock Christian music they play today. Like we just had hymns, so we would sing hymns, but like it would be like a sermon, and then we would sing a hymn, and then it would be a sermon, and then you would sing a hymn. It was very just, you know, angelic. No, you know, there was no band playing up there, maybe a choir or something like that. You know, that's kind of what I got used to. And I, and I, and I do enjoy that because those songs, some of those songs I know, I don't know any of the songs that they're playing these days. Right. Um, well, back to your um, church, you know, I always, I always like the idea of church around the fire. Yes. Yeah. Like a, yeah. A, a fireside uh, sermon. Yeah. And then, and then you have a sing along, you know, it, it it would be more like a camping atmosphere. Like, like when we were there in Kentucky, um, you know, people just break out some instruments and then, you know, um, sing some songs and, and yeah, hymns or like a heavenly drum oh, circle. Go ahead. Sorry. Like a heavenly drum circle. Yeah. Full on, you know, and just worship and praise God. And, 
I don't know. I think I feel like it's just gotten too commercial or too formulaic. Um, yeah. You know, let some, it. In some ways, yeah, you're right. Um, even Hope said something. You know, if you look at a lot of the the Christian um, bands that are out, not all of them, but she, but she's right. Is there's a lot of them that have like the the Egyptian symbolism and stuff like that. And, and the the thing is though, is that Christian music is is a niche. Like it, it's a good money maker. You know what I'm saying? So there's people out there that are writing Christian songs just because it's a lot of money. There was a South Park episode about that where um, Cartman was trying to start up a Christian band. And Cartman's right. like the furthest thing in the world that I can think of as a Christian. But he realized that there's a lot of money to be made in Christian music. So that's what his focus was, is making Christian music. And there's a lot of bands that are, you know, people out there that take advantage of that. I wonder sometimes if Kanye's doing that. Hmm. Well, I I wonder if it's not just like regular music in that it's, you know, you want to make it big, you got to sell your soul. And, <clears throat> but I think you feel it, you know, like, like I said, with, with certain um, worship groups at, at the church that I went to, like, they would really nail it. And you would feel the spirit come into the room and you would, you would you know there's there's that that feeling that you feel when when the spirit's there you know it and 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 there were times when the music was that good and i really got into it and i felt the spirit and i like to sing along with stuff and um so when i feel included and i know the lyrics and the spirits in the room that's that's worship music and a lot of times i just don't i don't feel it you know yeah <laughs> I guess that that's my biggest issue with worship music at church is I, I just want to feel it. If if you can bring the spirit in the room, let's go. I'm down. But you know, yeah. otherwise the same with sermons and stuff. If it, if it's not grabbing me by the boo boo, I I'm, you know, it's like, all right. Well, I think I think one of my things and, and it's a personal thing. This isn't, you know, by any means downing like the worship music in there, but me personally, um when I hear music, I hear the music. I don't hear the lyrics. I'm one of those people that can hear a song one time and hear a drum sequence. It can go through and play that exact drum sequence. I can tell you how many times the drumstick hit the, you know, hit the drum. You know what I'm saying? Like my brain picks up the music instantly, but I can listen to a song my whole life and still have to look the words up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the big part of the worship music partly is the actual, you know, music or the, the excuse me, the words that go along with it. And my brain doesn't pick it up. My brain goes right to the music, you know? So yeah, true Patriot is the same thing. He says, same here. I focus on the music most. And that's just, it, that's just my brain. You know what I'm saying? So like, so ultimately, you know, I'm not getting the, uh, the meaning behind the music because my brain's just grabbing, like I said, grabbing to the bass of the guitar and the drums as compared to the actual, uh, you know, lyrics. Right. Well, and, and I don't know if, if it makes sense or not, but, like our constitution and I don't want to say the Bible because the Bible is not real simple. It can be kind of complicated, but my point is simple and easy, nothing too complicated. And when it makes sense, everyone can be involved yeah. if that makes sense. And, and, you know, and the, and the, and the music aspect doesn't have to overpower the, the lyrics and, you know, I don't know. There's a balance there that I think when it's struck, you really feel it. And, and that's not to say every, every sermon, you know, brings the spirit into the room or every song does, 
but um you know that's the goal you know you want to you want to you're you're praising god so you want to feel that spirit and that's all that matters it's not the production it's not how tight the music or the band is or how many synthesizers you have or cymbals or you know let's yeah i i I like the singing too you know those old those old hymns and and stuff like that oh yeah that's you see i love the old hymns like mimo um says you know it's a heart thing not a brain thing and that's that's a good point too um david David. s i'm right there with you he says try classical no messages I love, like, quite honestly, my favorite music and that I love to listen to more than anything is good classical symphony, orchestral, um, movie scores. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but what the, all of those lack? Lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I'm right there with you. And because, like, my dad listened to a lot of classical when I was really young. And, you know, I should really get back into that. You know, that's it's it's real music and old old timey um well i guess that would be old timey music um but just yeah older music that that you know big big orchestras and jazz and blues i used to love jazz and i like the blues too and i don't know if those people have sold out (laughs) yeah that's that's a skippy that's one that's a weird one like jazz man I love jazz, but you got to wonder like what, what's really in the jazz. Cause remember right. somebody said in here is that a lot of it has to do with frequency. DJ Pooh Posse says frequency plays a role too. And you're dead on. Oh, by the way, DJ Pooh Posse. Thank you so much for the, uh, the coup picture that I got earlier. Um, my mom loved that thing so much that I had to print it out. We're going to put it in a frame. It's <laughs> the coup all dressed up in a, in awesome gear. That's like my mom, like just fell in love with that picture. So thank you. It's um, all wintered out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that, man. That was that was such a great that was such a great picture. Um, you know, but that was one thing too, is uh I, I don't know if Chris in Michigan's still in here or not, but that's one thing that him and I, that we have a lot in common. But one thing that we really love is uh is the orchestral music of modern songs. You know, so mm. basically the piano version of Metallica with no with no lyrics or um, you know, uh system of the down on piano, you know what I'm saying? So basically just taking a rock song and then do it with symphonic instruments. We, I love listening to that stuff, but uh. <laughs> so I'm going to play this clip. I've never played one from my phone into the microphone. So um, I'm hoping this works. Conley does it all the time and it seems to work for him. Um, my brain's still hurting from, I sent this one to multiple of you guys today. My brain is aching still from this. I had to listen to it a couple of times to make sure that I heard this right. So uh, for anybody left out there that thinks that AOC has any brain cells whatsoever, I question that. And I question it every time. But now I really question it. Listen to this. And figure out a mission to the sun in order to get samples. I suggest we go at night because it would probably be too hot during the day but we'll leave all that up to the scientists (laughs) (laughs) okay so does does your does your brain hurt too (laughs) so so i just learned something new today (laughs) i know i i wasn't sure if that was a high or not um if it was it was really well done um like i said it was it was exactly to her lip same voice and everything but i also know that AI is pretty good right now, but like, would anyone be shocked if that came out of her mouth? Not me. Most people, I would have been like, ah, that's AI, but she's so dumb that I'm like, 
That's probably her. So I learned something new today. The sun is yeah. less hot at nighttime. Yep. No, that's, I mean, her logic is, you know, it's flawless. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I heard that. And I'm like, okay, I must have misheard that. So then I went through and I listened to it multiple times. And then I like blew it up on my screen so I could like watch it. And, uh, and like I said, AI is getting so good that it's, it's hard to tell anymore what's real and what's not. Cause like I said, the lips are perfect. The voice is perfect, but AI can do this stuff now, which is really, really scary. Either way you look at it, she's either dumb as crap and, or AI is super, super scary. Um, I'm going to say both. I, I'm, I'm going to agree with yeah, you on that. Both I, can be, I right. think that, I think that was her, but AI could, could have done it. <laughs> yeah. But like, <laughs> I'm like still laughing. I'm like, I cannot believe I just heard that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of her, she says, um, this is, uh, from today as well. And a response from this. So AOC says cutting off support to the UNRWA, the primary source of humanitarian aid to 2 million Gazans is unacceptable. Um, among an organization of 13,000 UN aid workers risking the starvation of millions, um, over Grave allegations of 12 indefensible. So the U.S. should restore aid immediately. So she's referring to um, the aid that's going to the U.N. And multiple countries have now removed any aid that they're sending to the United Nations because it came out that there was employees of the United Nations that were responsible for the whole Gaza incident that went down, which escalated the Palestine and Israel conflict that we're watching right now. Mm. So... Uh, Stephen Miller says, so as someone pointed out, she advocated defunding the Metropolitan Police Department's nationwide over a couple of police officers in Minneapolis, but is okay with this. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and, and Corey Bush, you know, Corey, the, another member of the squad, she was the one that was out there calling for the removal and, and you know, to stop funding the police departments. And was out there paying her own security while she was out there trying to defund police departments. Well, it turns out that like $700,000 that she spent out of her campaign money went to some very corrupt um, things in her own personal life. So now she's being dug into. So it, now you've got AOC being looked into. You've got Elon Omar being looked into. Um, you've got Cori Bush being looked into. Like it, It's like they're taking down the squad like bit by bit at this point. That's nice. I call her Eel Hands Omar. Yeah. When you, I don't know if you were listening last night when I played or if you saw what uh, she came out and said. Um, she was out there, spoke in Somalian to her constituents in Minnesota, saying that they support Somalia and that our United States government answers to the Somalian. And then came out today um, saying that the real leader of our country was the president of Somalia. <laughs> And there's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like she, she can't, she can't stop or she'd be enforced to do this. Like, or do they just not care any longer? You're just like, what are you going to do? Right. Well, why doesn't he do, you know, the television spots instead of Biden? Because maybe he's more articulate. Maybe. We're and less, less poopy. Yeah, exactly. I, like I said, I don't know what the heck is going on right now, man. But like I said, either either they're being forced to do this in order to wake people up. Um, this is just more of a reason that proves that nobody running for office should be from out of the country. And I don't care what office you're running for. If you're if you're running for mayor, if you're running for 
dog catcher. You know what I'm saying? Like you should be a United States of America um, citizen. You should have never been born in another country. And this is just more proof of why we need to change these things. Cause right. she obviously doesn't care about us. Right. Or if you married your brother to get citizenship, um, as soon as that was exposed, you probably should have been kicked at the curb. Yeah, exactly. And maybe even deported. Well, and here's my question is right now, um, we're sitting here talking about it. The media and, and some, sorry, buddy, the media in some form is talking about this, but who's doing anything about it? Like I, this should have been post haste, like congressmen or some people like um, DeSantis and some of the other governors are calling for her removal and to denaturalize it, which I agree with a hundred percent, but like, why wasn't our speaker of the house standing on a podium today calling for her resignation? You know what I'm saying? We're, we're one day too late. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you going to do? You're just going to let this one disappear like everything else has. Mm, well, yeah. Um, you know, and, and talk is cheap. And, and I think everybody's over talk at this point. It's, it's time, you know, I mean, I'm even tired of research. I'm tired of looking into things, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. And, and I don't mean, you know, kinetic, let's go, let's go kill some folks, but, um, let's, let's, I mean, it's our right via our constitution to just remove these people who aren't doing their job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was somewhere in Michigan, they did that because there was some town and uh, I don't know if you heard the story, but, um, they were going to put a Chinese lithium battery plant in their town and, and the town's folks didn't have any say in it. They found out about it, went there to the, the state building, locked them out. Oh and yeah. And replaced, yeah, replaced all the locks. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's what we need to do. Okay. You're not doing your job. You're done. See ya. No, I'm going to go Let's run them out on rails. Let's tar and feather, you know? 100%. This is the point where you need to start dragging people out by their hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, Yeah. Let's we, go back to the old school way of doing things because, you know, there's a hell of a lot less corruption back then. Oh, I'll tell you, man, because I, I, I don't know how things are going to end up here, but I can tell you, like, Macron's fate. Macron's going to end up with the guillotine at some point. They're going to they're gonna do old school on like, French Revolution style. Um, The French and the Germans and all those Europeans over there, man, they're they're – pretty bad ass right now media is mm. not talking about it anywhere um yeah yeah Chris in michigan that's I, I was thinking it was in michigan he says i believe greenfield township michigan is where that happened and i think you're right okay um, thanks chris but yeah so um <laughs> these other people in other countries right now are straight up in a revolution it's not even a protest at this point it's a straight up mm. revolution they're blocking off streets they've got um uh construction trucks literally out there ripping the roads apart to where people can't drive down the highways. They're dumping manure all over the government buildings. Like these guys aren't playing around. Um, that, that's, that's the bit I like the best is the manure. They're just, they're just throwing it all over those buildings. Oh, absolutely. That's, uh, and that's, that's good shit. No, it is good. <laughs> you know, um, I don't ever, I don't ever in my life ever want to hear anyone say, you know, a wussy Frenchman comment or, oh man, the French are a bunch of, of, of weak people. I don't ever want to hear this again because the French are over there doing what we should have been leading the world to do. The French are up there doing exactly what we should be doing right here. So anyone ever from here on out that says anything about, you know, the French just being a bunch of wusses or, or this or that, I don't want to hear it. 
Right. Don't want to hear. Well, you know, and you know what? I think it's guns, dude. Um, They don't even have them. That's the thing. They don't even have the guns and they're over there doing what they should be doing. We are armed to the core and we're sitting back like. I think, you know, deep down, at least I'll speak from my own perspective. My fear is that because I have a gun, I'm going to want to use it. I mean, I already want to use it. But point being is um, I think in us that creates a bit more patience and tolerance and you know, I'm sure you've seen it. There's the, the guy who tells the story, the man who just wanted to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you familiar with that? Oh yeah. And he talks about how, you know, basically his life is over because he's about to do some more, some of the most heinous and diabolical stuff because you pushed him over the line. And, and I think, you know, in, in the defense of American people, and yes, we should have been standing up. We should have been you know, like what's going on down on the Texas border with the convoy and all that stuff. Um, I think a lot of us were just waiting for, for, you know, let's do this. Let's get people together. Let's go. You know, someone said to me, you know, Hey, we got all these people come, you know, going here. Are you coming? It's like, I'm very tempted to go to Texas. I have no money. Um, I don't, I don't have the means, but if, if, if that's what this family's doing, then I'm, I'm there, you know, God will make the way. But, um, I think, I think we show a lot of restraint and a lot of tolerance because we have guns and, and we know what it means if, if shots start going off. Yeah. There's no coming back from that. There isn't any coming back from that. So I think that's why we have a lot of restraint. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, we're not, we're not doing what we should be doing. And I, and, and, and we could be, hosing down dc with with cow shit you know we could we could be doing that oh, no. stuff. dc's I, already full of shit <laughs> right <laughs> we don't need to put any more there man we we have a whole bunch of it in our house of representatives and uh <laughs> right well i mean go and force and throw these people out you're done you no longer have a job and i don't know how hard that would be um it, it for me in my mind it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult you take the mass amount of people that are going to texas right now and you I, and we do this not not dc let's start in the states you know um anywhere we have a corrupt state official i mean it's usually just a governor or or whatever you know governing body there is there we know who's corrupt we know who's 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 screwing us over we just say you no longer have a job you yeah. are out. Yeah. And, and, you know, here's the rail we're going to run you out on. And there's the hot tar we're going to dump on you that's, and the feathers we're going to throw on top of that. What needs to happen? Because it does. It needs to happen. And I really don't think it's all that hard. No. Um, but you've got to have the people and you got, they got to be together. The key is getting everybody on the same page. Yeah. But, I mean, you we've got the people right now heading down to Texas. And that's, I guess that's my point is. You know, detour and go to the state house, and uh, and let's 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 just purge that that place. You know, no one has to die. No, just like sorry, you don't have a job. You just got to. You're not them. representing this. Yeah, I mean, uh, little red rocking chair says uh, D.C. the crap capital of the world. I hundred percent agree with that. Um, Hope says uh, everyone in power is corrupt. Everyone, everybody's fired. I, I think you're right. Like at this point, let's just fire everybody. Um, if if I was one of the, okay, if I was in this government and I was one of the, like the eight honest people in our government and somebody said, 
we're going to fire everyone in DC so we can build it back up. I'd be like, I'm cool with that. I'm willing to lose my gig so we can fix this country. So any good person would be willing to lose their position in order to fix the entire situation. Um, Absolutely. Which, which needs to happen. So Ross C says um, that has to happen in state houses. Also agree. A hundred percent. Start, start there, start in your County, you know? Yeah, ex exactly. County by <laughs> County. Hey, we don't have to wait for a boat. Yeah, exactly. And this is the thing is that we need to start motivating because there's there will there is going to be a point of no return, which is why we need to uh, do this together. We need to see how says build back better. We gonna need to destroy <laughs> it and then build it back, brand yeah. new. And then you take you take the guy with the most integrity who absolutely one hundred percent does not want to have anything to do with being a government official, and that's the guy you make a government official. It, Exactly. What are they, you know, the, the, the greatest leaders lead through actions, not words. So basically right. someone told me years ago that anyone that wants to become a leader, um, is more than likely a narcissist. And the last person you'd want is a leader. The guy you want to follow is the one who's not asking to be followed. Just wakes up one day and realizes he's being followed. And it's because right. he, he was followed by the example that he led like Jesus. Yeah. He just, you know, yeah, walk, just walk the walk. I mean, that's, and that's all you got to do is, is just, you know, have some integrity and, and, and do what you say you're going to do. And, and, you know, we all have issues with that, but when it comes to the important things, you know, there, there's a lot of people who stand up tall yeah. and, you know, I would throw, you know, Pete Chambers, I'd get behind that man. In a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Joe, Joe Vega. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and these are true heroes. That have 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 stood in the face of not only you know munitions flying at them, but but tyranny, you yeah. know, and and we, yes, we have to pray those guys up, and we got to back them up a hundred percent because you know if they if if they call on us, we got to go, and that's yeah. and that's what it comes down to, you know, and exactly. and I mean, I'd be look if it wasn't for my mother, I'd be heading to Texas already. Mm. Um, but that's okay. Um, right. You know, if we were to get a call to arms, um, I would find someone to, to watch her while I left. Um, it, 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 you know, like I said, this is a matter of protecting the entire country. So, you know, right now I'm here cause I'm, I'm watching out for mom. But like I said, if things escalated and they needed the manpower, um, I would in a heartbeat walk over to my neighbors and be like, will you please just check on my mom a couple times a day? Right. And it, and it may not, you know, and, and I, I feel a call to Texas. I don't know that it's the time, you yeah. know, it's like, I feel like maybe God's prepped me a little bit for potentially going that way. Um, kind of see there's, there's a little bit of weirdness about what's going on on the border with the, the razor wire and stuff. I've seen some interesting TikToks where it's like, it's really not much. And there, no, there's open gates all no, over. It's, dude, it's the, like literally in one spot. Like I, I talked about this a lot last night. It's literally in one spot. So they're, they, they got, it's the same thing that I saw when I was down in Del Rio. Every time you watch TV, you would see the same spot of like families crossing over the Rio Grande. Okay. Mm. Um, but then mm -hmm. as I got there and I realized um, that that place is off limits to people like me, you literally had to get permission for the owner of that land to actually go out there. And it was a stage, uh, a camera opportunity and that the mm. real trafficking and the real movement was coming in down the road from the spot that you always see on television. Um, right. That's what's happening. 
So uh, let me run through the rest of this real quick, and we'll get into our topic sure. real quick. So I want to play this little clip for you real quick that I finally found. This is a uh, Joy Reid. Listen to this. So we talk about how the media lies all the time, and then you know people are like, "Well, are they lying knowingly, or are they just believing what they're told and coming out?" Well, this right here proves that they know without a question they are lying to you every time they get on television. This is Joy Reid. Over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Starting another fucking war. <laughs> Did you hear that, hot mic? So anyone who's ever, that doesn't know how, um, you know, production works, um, if I'm a director of Joy Reid's show, um, and I'm going to an audio clip. I've got my um, basic my uh, my audio board, so I will mute her audio, and then I will hit play to play the audio that they have lined up for me to play. But I will always mute my talent's audio to play that, and then I will mute the audio, and then open the mute back up when Joy Reed's ready to come back on. Okay, so. The director forgot to mute her out. He forgot to hit um, mute on her microphone. So while Biden was saying that, she literally said, and you're effing starting another war. So they know that they are lying to your face. She like got caught on a hot mic right there, even, you know, bashing our president that she supports like crazy saying he does no wrong. So, I mean, like we needed proof, but there you go. Right. Um, proof is all good. No, nah, I mean, that, that's crazy. I'm so glad that she got caught on that hot mic too. Um, you know, and then I'm going to run through these real quick. So, so right now, six pro-life activists were just found guilty in federal court after being prosecuted by Biden's DOJ under the FACE Act for protesting outside of a Nashville abortion clinic. So all these people are going to prison now because they are protesting outside of an abortion clinic, yet a grand total of zero people have ever been arrested for protesting outside the houses of our Supreme Court justices after the roadway was overturned, um, which is a federal crime. None of them were arrested for burning down Minneapolis and multiple cities during the, the summer of Floyd, like all of this stuff. So once again, all these people get away with like horrible crimes and these people get prison time for doing exactly what we have the right to do, which is to peacefully protest outside yeah. of an abortion clinic. So, and remember the, the anti or the, the pro life, excuse me, the, the pro um, choicers are literally throwing blood and red paint and stuff and ruining like churches and, and all kinds of things in their protests and they get in zero trouble at all. Next. Uh, so president Biden says, quote, I have done all that I can do with executive authority to secure the border. That is simply a lie. The president has the right to defend our country in any way that he wants to. Now, you do have to get permission by Congress to go to war, but he skips that part. He's making the war calls and skipping Congress and then saying that Congress is the one responsible for our open border right now. He has nothing more that he can do, which is a lie. Right. Um, well, and, and I hate executive orders. I mean, those are stupid. Those aren't constitutional. No, I agree 100%, which is why a president, the next president can come through and change an executive order. Um, right. But in this case, executive order, the damn border closed. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a danger to all of our country right now, um, a danger to everyone who's in this country. We, I can't tell you there's not a day that goes by that I don't read about 
another immigrant that killed someone, that got a DUI and killed someone, that violated someone, that beat someone and, and stole their money, that killed someone every single day. I'm seeing examples of this. Um, and meanwhile, while they're focusing on that one little tiny place in Eagle Pass, um, the border is wide open in every other state and the rest of Texas, and they are flooding through right now as bad as they ever have. But no one is mm. focused on that because they are focused on that one part of the the border that is supposed to be being taken care of. Like I said, there's a sleight of hand going on here. So it's a matter of us just being quite aware of it. And then the people that are heading down to the border right now, being as safe as they can possibly be situational awareness, operational awareness, know your surroundings, know what they're trying to do. Um, mm. Next. Uh, so BRICS overtakes the G7 with 35% of the global GDP. So the non-dollar settlements with BRICS skyrocket. Russia now settles 85% of all trades and national currencies. BRICS members are immune to U.S. sanctions, so the United States dollar dominance is about to end. Soon, no more money printing for the U.S. without hyperinflation. So the hyperinflation is coming. Like I said, the big BRICS move is about to be made. Once that happens, things are going to change quickly around here. So inflation, mm. inflation washes away rainy day funds. 44% of Americans can't cover an expense that popped up of a thousand bucks. So basically, um, 44% of Americans right now can't get their car fixed if their car wants to go down. Yep. Count me in that number. Yep. Count most of us in that number. Thankfully, I'm an auto mechanic, so I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, I'm poor. <laughs> so my, my granddad said, a poor man yeah. is forced to be a resourceful man. So I got yep. really good at reading uh, the Haynes Bible or the the car Bibles, the Haynes guides mm. and, uh, using YouTube to fix things. Fortunately. Um, I just, sadly, my car is one of those cars. You got to pull apart to get to anything. So you like your yeah. bumper and everything has to come off. So, uh, it takes me a little longer to do some things than others, but enough of the news tonight. We're going to finish off with some discussion. We may go a little bit over and then we'll get into prayer. So tonight, um, Jay, we'll ask you to come in here. We're going to be talking, uh, about signs of the times. Um, and what's, mm. what's kind of happening right now in our world and what to expect. So what must happen before events of revelation and revelation timeline? So we know that the gospel must be preached around the world for a witness unto all nations and this in, or, and then the end shall come. And this is Matthew 24, 15. So many events will take place before the revel, uh, before revelation timeline. There will be people popping up on the scene, pretending to be the Messiah, which we're seeing you know, at least the disruption within our churches. Um, I've never seen this more in my life um, of the anti-Christian um, propaganda that's going on right now. There was a day where where atheists were just happy being atheists. You know what I'm saying? Like they just didn't believe in God, but they didn't spend any time trying to convince you that God wasn't real. They were just, I'm going to live my life, you live yours. But today is a whole different story. We're seeing people come out in droves. I, I watched a video the other day of a guy trying to say that uh, that the Bible wasn't real, that Jesus was, but the Bible wasn't real, and that nobody that they claim wrote each book in Scripture actually wrote each book in Scripture, um, and it was there to manipulate us into worshiping the Bible instead of worshiping Christ. I mean, <laughs> this is where people have moved to at this point right now. So like I said, they don't just leave well enough alone. They can't just be who they are. You know what I'm saying? They are now at the point of trying to convince you why you're wrong. 
you know, so, and, and we were warned about this, you know, the day where even some of our elect would be corrupt, uh, you know, our church leaders and so forth. So Jesus tells us to not be deceived, Mark 13, 6, that we will hear of wars and rumors of wars, which we do every single day at this point. Um, and uh, we should not be troubled. These things must happen before the end of the world. So other events listed in Mark 13 reports that nation will revolt against nation and kingdom against kingdom. We all know that this has been going on for years. So the U.S. has been involved in World War I and World War II. Our troops have fought in Korea, Vietnam, Persian Gulf, Afghanistan, Iraq, just to name a few of the wars that we've been involved in. We also have many wars on our own soil, like the Civil War, Revolution, um, and then there have been many conflicts in other nations. So this will continue until the end of time. And we're seeing um, examples of that escalate um, every single day. So right now, um, what are we looking at right now, uh, Jay? Wu? We're looking at uh, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, the conflict yeah. between Palestine and Israel. Um, we're seeing now uh, United States and Iran um, and then Jordan and some of the other places, the melees are going on. We see smaller you know, um, guerrilla warfares and stuff taking place in other countries. And then now we're about to see the escalation in Taiwan and China. And I wasn't quite sure, um, how that was escalating until today. So do you know, um, John, or Jay, do you know who, uh, who, uh, Gretchen Smith is? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. She, she, um, has a charity for veterans where she raises money for veterans that can't afford a car, um, or they need oh. clothes to get a job. So she does a lot of this stuff now. But her husband um, still does like military work. And right now they're over in Taiwan. So she, um, I think she left the States uh, maybe six or seven months ago and has been in Taiwan ever since. So she's right there kind of <coughs> telling you what's going on. And she said it's escalating. You're seeing more of the Chinese jets. The, the ships are starting to surround Taiwan. And she said starting um, yesterday that um, – the GPSs are all messed up to where, you know, Uber drivers can't figure out where they need to be to pick up their people. So something is going on over there right now. And uh, like hmm. I said, is she's over there to see how this is escalating, but the news hasn't really talked too much about it. So that's another escalation that we're about to head into. So, right. so the Bible also talks about earthquakes. Um, there will be famines and trouble. So um, in the last, what, the last like three or four months, uh, the earthquakes around the world have just been increasing like crazy. Um, mm -hmm. I've never seen so many earthquakes. Uh, it talks about famines and troubles. So back when I read the scripture uh, originally, um, I assumed when, you know, they were talking about upcoming famines, that this was going to be something that had to do with either like droughts or the sun, you know, is just too hot and everything's sticking down here and burning up all of our crops or something. I assumed that it was going to be natural events that would cause the famine. I didn't realize when I read that years ago that it would be chemtrails and, and them shutting down our, uh, basically shutting down our farms and everything like that that was ultimately going to create this famine. Right. And, and we're, we're seeing examples of this. So I got a map today, all right, of all of the food processing plants, chicken plants, and all the different food-related areas around our country, okay? Since 2022, there have been over 250 plants burned up in our country. <laughs> Tell me that's an accident. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Over 250 since 2022. 
so so this didn't happen when Trump was president. And now we get resident Biden in there and all of a sudden we got over 250 plants. Yeah. They've killed a lot of chickens. DJ Pupasi. Um, there was another chicken plant in Texas that burned up a couple of days ago. So it's still continuing not to mention all the railways with the hazardous materials being dumped. Like I said, not a coincidence, but once again, it falls right into the signs that we were looking for pre-revelation. So these are the beginning of the sorrows, the birth pains, um, we've been experienced troubles um, with the coronavirus that we have um, experienced sorrows. However, the Bible speaks of many other events that shall occur. So the Bible speaks of affliction that has never been seen since the beginning of creation. So this will be something new. Um, false Christ and prophets shall rise and show signs and wonders to seduce Christians, which we're seeing every now and then artificial intelligence, I feel falls right into this. We're going to see a whole lot of this stuff progressing more and more and more. Um, this has been happening already over the years, but you may remember how many people died when Jen Jones and, and, uh, Guyana. So what happens during the events of revelation, the revelation timeline? So many things occur in the book of revelation. What should be of concern for Christians is the time before the rapture. So according to modern day prophets and preachers, the rapture could occur at any time. Nobody knows that day. Um, Christ doesn't even know that day. So after the rapture is when the true drama of the revelation timeline will unfold. So a good portion of the revelation to John has to do with visions that God gave to him. Uh, most scholars say that John wrote revelation throughout the revelation or throughout revelation. You have events that occur um, at the end of time as we know it. So what do we have? So let's pick up with uh, chapter 5 of Revelation. So there is a lot of symbolism here regarding uh, Jesus dying on the cross. He is referred to as the lamb being slain. So that was kind of the end of the sacrifice. Remember, they used to, you know, God used to have a sacrifice, lambs and so forth. Um, but the final right. lot, the final lamb that was sacrificed was Christ on that cross. So there was no need at that point after to sacrifice a goat or a lamb to God. Um, but it also says that when Christ comes back, he's not, he, he died as the lamb. The lamb was sacrificed. But when Christ comes back to this earth, he's no longer a lamb. He's a lion. Nope. Um, yeah. Very different to that sweet turn the cheek other guy that we've read about in scripture all this time. So, um, so a good portion of the revelation to John has to do with visions of God that God gave him. So most scholars say that John wrote revelation. Um, and I, I think that for the most part, we agree with that. So there is a lot of symbolism here in, in um, chapter five of revelation regarding Jesus. Like I said, dying on the cross, he referred to as the lamb being slain. So I wanted to point that out again, because like I said, he comes back as the lion. So verse 11 speaks of a number too um, numerous to name. So John heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the beast and elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and a thousand of a thousands. So they were all saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. This right here is shouting material um, because of the hundreds of thousands and thousands that shouting material because 10,000 times 10,000 is a hundred million. Then it says thousands of thousands. So the number appears to be more than a hundred million. Um, we should be encouraged that we will be in that number. So that's a, that's a big number. 
Yeah. Um, so seals are being opened in chapter six. So there is a widespread panic on earth. There are great earthquakes. The sun becomes black um, and the moon turns bloody. So, you know, um, we've had, uh, I know Jeff and I've had this conversation and, uh, you know, and it's kind of the difference between, you know, is this something new and unseen? Is this metaphor? You know, when, when Jeff hears about the, the sun, or excuse me, um, the moon turning to blood, he thinks that it'll be like something that we've never seen before. You know, my first thought was, um, have you ever seen what a volcano looks like with the ashes going into the air, what the sun looks like behind it? It, mm-hmm. it looks like blood. Um, you know, right. and like I said, does this matter? Absolutely not. This is a sign. Like, it doesn't matter who's right. We just know what signs we're looking for. Now, right here, it says there will be widespread panic on earth, great earthquakes, and the sun becomes black. So my first thought when I hear sun becomes black is an eclipse. What are your thoughts on that? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that would definitely do it. Um, an eclipse would do it. And I don't, you know, with all the chemtrailing they do and stuff, I know part of that is to block sunlight. Yeah. I don't know that they can lay it on so thick that it would make it black, though. No, but an eclipse certainly would. Yes. Now, April of this year, okay, so seven years ago, we had the what I call the the first part of the X eclipse. So we had an eclipse that started up in your section of the world um, and then moved across our country down to the southeast. So it started northwest, ended southeast. Um, kind of the, the center point was Missouri. So the second part of this seven-year eclipse of the X happens in April of this year, which starts up in the northeast of our country and then passes down to the southwest. So the X, the, the center point of the X will be just west of Kentucky and Missouri. So, and like I said, seven years apart. So when I was doing some digging, and I, like I said, this is something I can't prove. This is so long ago, and the history has been manipulated, much less was it even kept there at one point, is that um, I started going backwards from when Christ died on the cross because it talks about what at three o'clock, um, at three o'clock, the sun turned black or, you know, everything got dark. This is when Christ was on that cross. So I went back seven years earlier, um, in as, as much as I could find, you know, just the history that was kept. And there was an eclipse that that X'd over right around Golgotham, um, Damascus area. So like literally right in the same area that Christ was crucified, there was an eclipse seven years earlier. So I'm wondering, because it was seven years later that Christ died on that cross, and it says that the sun blacked out at exactly three o'clock. So I'm wondering if that was the second part of the X eclipse, which is what we're about to experience right here in the United States in April. Well, according to Jim, my, my Bible study guy, um, when, when Christ experienced the blackness, it was for hours. Yeah. So, um, like, I think it was up to six hours. Okay. Um, give, I, I don't remember exactly. So don't, don't take that as gospel, but, um, for, for hours. So, and, and then the thought that comes to my mind is when the sun goes black, it will be black for everybody in the world. Yeah. Okay. At one which, time. Yeah. Which would be an act of God, you know, cause we're not going to have uh, an eclipse. Isn't going to do that for the whole. Yeah. It just world. do it. And 
or or it would do it here and there um, at different hours. So it kind of falls into the whole aspect of when when you look up into the sky and the uh, what is it the the heavens are are peeled back like a scroll and you will see mm. uh, Christ in in the sky that everyone will see it at one time. So like basically, and I've said right. it before, is that you're not going to have to hear about it on the news. You're not going to have your mom call you from the other side of the world going, Oh my gosh, guess what? I just saw Christ in the sky. Like if you're not, if you can't see it all at one time, it ain't the real thing. Amen. And that's, <laughs> and that's what I, and that's what I think it is, you know, and, and that it will be an act of God, an undeniable act of God. Like everywhere in the world, he'll have, have the, the eclipse or the sun turned off or turned black, you know, and, yeah. uh, and same with Christ, you know, it's not possible without it being an act of God for yeah. everyone to see him all at once. So I guess that's, okay, that's so that, the point. I that makes that. a lot of sense. That that makes a lot of sense is that everyone would see it at one time. That's a very good point. Um, you know, I still feel that there's something significant about this um, particular eclipse. Mm. Cause like I said, it just happened to be seven years apart. Um, it, like I said, I think there's, there is a significance in this in some way. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I know, you know, diddly about Jack. So, you know, that's just my guess, but you know, who knows, who knows, who knows what will happen with this eclipse, you know, dude, who knows Maybe. what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. <laughs> we can, we can straight up be in civil war by tomorrow. Like everything is completely up in the air at this point. We're not promised tomorrow. Yeah. Um, what is Ms. Meyer says? The pole shift it follows a galactic and solar pole shift as well. Then the sun will micronova. The dust cloud will darken the sun for about three days. This man this could be so <laughs> He's smart. Yeah, no, John, John's smart, man. He's a super smart guy. There's no question about that, man. That's why I got him on Thursday. I got him like we need one smart day a week, so uh, we got Thursdays. <laughs> but um, so. I want to, I'm going to get back and I'm going to finish this, uh, this topic tomorrow evening. This, I got to get used to the time schedule and we've already been an hour and a half. It flew by, <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, before we go, we always like to pray out, man. Would, would you mind honoring, honoring us with a prayer out this evening? I would love to. Awesome. <clears throat> Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for another day. Um, you know, any time I get to spend with this family and my brother, um, it's it's just good. And, and and I love that you always seem to be present in these times and in this family. You know, you you've you have made this family, you have brought this family together, and I just thank you deeply for it. And I uh I just thank you for another day and, and the conversations we get to have and and to be full of thoughts of you and, and your wonder and your you're, you're just amazing way and miraculous way of doing things. You're just uh, an absolutely amazing, beautiful God. And we just are so thankful to have you and that you love us. You loved us so much. You gave your son and he loved us so much that he experienced all of our sin, the whole world's sin over the course of hours while he died on the cross for us. And, after all that horrific, I can't even imagine how, how just awful and horrific that would be to experience the entire world's sin from beginning to end all at once and still love us. 
that is the depth of your love and it is amazing and i just thank you for it Lord. and just uh ask that we have just a speck of that love to shed on everybody around us and and to just bring the love lord that is our greatest weapon it is of you and uh, you're just you're just amazing all glory to you lord thank you again for this time thank you again for these beautiful people let us just go and and spread your word just to increase our faith and our love for you. In Jesus' precious name, we ask and pray these things. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, brother, man. It was a great prayer. Um, thank you so much for coming on the night, man. It was a great conversation. Oh. And, uh, you know, like I said, if you if you have nothing going on tomorrow evening at 9 o'clock, you're welcome to come back on and uh, finish this conversation. We'll go finish going through uh, the signs and wonders of what we're expecting prior to Revelation. So, uh, like I said, the door is always open for you, brother. Just let me know oh. if, if you want to, and uh, I'll send you the Zoom code. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll join you tomorrow. We'll finish this out. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, love having these good little conversations. Um, you know, like we, I've just, I've gotten so close to so many people here. This family is absolutely amazing. Like, you know, we become each other's like counselors. Um, you know, watching out for one another, and that's the great thing is that God, you know, puts us together. Um, strengthens our relationship with Him, puts us together to help motivate motivate each other, to pray for one another, to counsel one another. Um, God is great, man, and I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm thankful that uh, you're in my life as well, man. Uh, you're a blessing in, in many ways. No, uh, well, the feeling is more than mutual, my friend. And yes, we he has provided us with a family that we can surround ourselves with that are wise and and you know the love that I feel in this family, it's just amazing. And and you know, there's no one here that you can't just call on, and they'll be there for you. You know, yeah, and that's 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 true brotherhood under Christ. And that's, that's truly living in the, in the word and the walk. And, uh, I'm just so thankful because without this family, I'd be screwed. I, I feel the same exact way. Like I said, we, we are, you know, a source of, you know, the ultimate source of our strength is, is God in Christ. Um, but you know, God gives us or puts us in each other's lives so we can, you know, have God sort the strength through other people as well. So, I mean, this is like, God knows what he's doing, man. It just amazes yeah. me how like perfect everything that he does is. And he comes at you like a ninja. Oh, he's like, yeah, I know Jesus ninja. Totally. He does, you never, man. You never see it. You never see it coming. Oh, the devil's about the Satan's about to be saying the same thing. And Satan's like, man, I knew what he was going to do, but I still didn't see it coming. Cause Jesus is a ninja. <laughs> He is, man. The devil better watch out. He better stay away from DJ Shaw because she'll throat punch him. I know, man. That's what I'm saying. DJ Shaw is going to be on our side, man. Chunking axes and throwing rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and throat punching. Yeah, exactly. Well, brother. I love um, you, brother. I love you, family. I love you, too. I can't wait to to get you over in this area. I'll, I'll discuss an opportunity here with you once we get off of the show this evening. Um, but once again, brother, I love you. I thank you so much for all that you do. Um, your show is amazing. Um, I'm just grateful for all that you're putting into this, and I love having you on. So I, I look forward to c continuing this conversation tomorrow evening. Amen, brother. I love I love my time with you, too, and this family. Anytime I can, I will. Awesome. Well, all of you out here as well, I love you all. I am so thankful for everything that you do. This is a phenomenal family. Um, I'm liking this time period. I'm going to have to get used to the hour and a half being a little bit earlier. I hope this is more convenient for all of you guys. But remember, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 8 o'clock Eastern time, 
Saturday, we'll be doing a show this weekend, 8 o'clock um, Eastern time. Not, not, not 9, but 8 o'clock. And then Mondays, I will be following um, Jay Wu. And uh, we'll be doing our show at 10.30 um, at old time um, following his 9 o'clock Eastern time show. So, and yeah. Let me just thank you for that. Doug. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I appreciate you making room for us like that. And and uh, and just just know it's appreciated and respected. and and. I'm acknowledging that. Absolutely. See, we're on this big team, and the last thing, this ain't a competition, and we got to watch out for one another. And the last thing I'm going to do is step on anybody else's time slot. So, because <laughs> like I said, we're we're all on the same mission. Yeah, we agree. need to spread ourselves out. <laughs> but um, amen. Once again, brother, thank you. Thank all of you out here. I love y'all very, very much. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow evening to finish this conversation on the signs of the time. We'll do that uh, episode 534 of the Kilted Christian. In the meantime, God bless you all. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening, and I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars So gallantly streaming, and the rockets regret the bombs bursting in there gave proof through the night that our flag was still Once again, as always, get a quick reminder of how this ends. God wins. There is no other ending. So fear not, stress not, let go of all your anxiety. Pray, pray, pray more than you ever have before. We got to pray nonstop. Spread that gospel from nation to nation. We're going to get through this just fine because the Lord Almighty will give us everything that we need to be successful in our missions. Guys, have an absolutely beautiful night. We will see you tomorrow evening for Kilt to Krishna, episode 534, continuation of Signs of the Times. In the meantime, have an absolutely blessed night, and God bless.